Welcome to a brand new episode of The Kickout. It's Easter weekend. It's Good Friday tomorrow. It's Easter Sunday on Sunday. It's Easter Monday on Monday. And I hope all the kids at Yard are staying at home, watching wrestling, and not getting involved <laughs> with the gunplay. You know? <laughs> if you're celebrating Easter, happy Easter to you. If you're not celebrating Easter, enjoy your time with your family. I'm here with my family. I'm here with Familia yes. right now. And I wish yes. this Familia could have been with me at Dallas, Texas. But that's okay. You know why that's okay? Because we're going to be back on the road again, baby. And he will be with me, hopefully, in whatever's happening at SummerSlam. And he'll be with me, hopefully, what's happening in Nashville. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. And he'll be with me, hopefully, what's ever happening next year at WrestleMania. In Hollywood. That's it. I didn't know what's happening next year. I'm talking about my doggy, Max, from WrestleMania. You got What's up, Skillet? What's up, everyone? Good to be back on the kickout and, you know, talking at good old wrestling like we do. Um, like you were just saying, Skillet, hella bank holiday and weekend coming up. So long weekend. Hope you guys, you know, make the most of it. Hopefully you get some good weather in the UK. Um, so, you know, it, it makes it feel like it's a bit more special, isn't it? 100%. Looking at myself in this camera right now, like my high top is just insane. High top is high topping. Bro, I need, it needs to get cut, bro. Good, bro. <laughs> but, um, looks good. Looks good. Bro, thank you, my G. Um, but yeah, we, you know, the last time we did an episode of the Kickout, we did a, a rundown of night one and night two of WrestleMania. We had some special interviews. Um, we'd said that we'll do a raw after Mania rundown, but we didn't get to do that, unfortunately. But we are back here this week. So we can do a little quick, quick um breakdown of what happened last week of the raw after mania the smackdown after mania and if you've got any news to give the people their mechs please go ahead um well news the the kind of it, it has been a bit of a quiet news week because and i just know that because i tried to keep my instagram updated with like news items and it hasn't been much the one thing that i did kind of notice um the good brothers who are currently signed to impact um, that is Luke Gallows and oh my god, brain fart. What's up, Anderson? Anderson, my guy, as well. Mm-hmm. Carl well Anderson, you know what machine it is, gun. I definitely think the, the amount of wrestling intake that we are all nah, sucking it's in, lot. it's a lot. You, you, you forget people's names, you forget. Yeah. I forget people's names that I've watched all my life. I'm like, what's your yeah. name? <laughs> like, it's crazy, but the amount of wrestling we're watching today. No, but you're bang on. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, the Good Brothers. Um, their impact contracts. Um, apparently, they're coming up very, very soon. Um, they've obviously already had a bit of a little stint in AEW, especially when the Impact AEW thing was going on. Haven't been on AEW TV for a while, but um, if they are to leave Impact, which I guess is the perceived notion right now, um, where are they going? Is the question. I doubt it's back to WWE. Um, but what, what do you think? You think AEW full time? I think that would be the best move for them. I feel like AEW tag team division is strong, but it can be stronger. And I feel like, why would they stay in Impact? No offense, yeah. to Impact. No offense, but they're getting on, and I'm sure they're making good money at Impact. But you, they'll make more. I, I assume. I'm assuming they'll be making more in AEW. And and also more more of a world stage, you know what I mean? More of a uh, uh, world renowned wrestling company, um, and I think they'll be a bit more happier in AEW. So, 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Obviously, um, like I say, they've already been there. They've got friends there. Um, and with AEW having a whole Ring of Honor thing, they it's almost like they get two for the price of one. Um, they can yeah. kind of float between the two companies. Yeah. With Ring of Honor, hopefully soon to bring out a trios title. You know, I'm still hopeful that, I don't know when his contract's up, but maybe a Finn Balor, he's had enough of, you know, how he gets treated in WWE and can link up with his good brothers and, um, you know, attack the trios division once that becomes a thing in AEW. It's a bit of fantasy booking for you all. But um, yeah, that's that's a bit of news there. Obviously, like you mentioned in the intro, the Cardiff show has finally been officially announced. Um, 3rd of September, the first time WWE are doing a UK stadium show um, in the UK, in Cardiff. A lot of people not too happy that it's in Cardiff, away from, I guess, some of the more major cities in the UK. Um, but it is it is what it is. Um, should be maybe about anywhere between seventy to 80,000 expected in attendance. Yeah. Um, they are pushing SummerSlam forward to do this. So it, it seems like this is not going to be SummerSlam. I think that's pretty much confirmed at this point. But it is going to be like our own little... Saudi show, our own little crown jewel. Well, What's your and thoughts on that? that's the well, that's what I'm like. And obviously, come on, the money speaks for itself. So, I understand why the relationship has been built throughout the years for WWE to do the Saudi show. And of course, the money's ridiculous. You go to a whole new part of the world with a whole different fan base, you're, you're entertaining people that's kind of never had that chance to see WWE talent throughout the years. I get that, but I just never understood Max. I don't know. Maybe because they might have lost a lot of money with SummerSlam 1992. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I just never understood where I could, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but UK is probably the, the second biggest um, market in the wrestling yeah. world, right? I, I would think so. After USA, yeah, I would think so. I never understood. I mean, I know they do their roars in the UK. They do all this. But I never understood why they never did a stadium or, or a pay-per-view month uh yearly with the uk which is, would be ridiculous money for them but maybe i'm wrong maybe i mean obviously saudi arabia will probably obviously the the, the payment from the saudi government alone will trump yeah. any, any fans that will buy stuff here so i get that but yeah i'm just glad that this is happening and it'll be great if this could be a continuous thing i hope it's not a thing what they did with like remember they did the australian show uh, uh the super show yes the super show in australia and we've never been back there since yeah yeah, yeah. Again, that was a that was a tourism deal, if I'm correct. Um, I don't know, obviously, if like Australia paid the, the the reams and amounts of money that Saudi Arabia paid WWE, but that was definitely some type of tourism Australian tourism board thing getting WWE to come do their thing over there. So um, yeah, th those are kind of like I say in, in what has been a bit of a quiet week. Those have been kind of the the standout stories of um, what's going on. Question for you. Because mm -hmm. you mentioned Carl Anderson and Gallows earlier. Um, with Tony Khan recently buying Ring of Honor, and now, you know, obviously, he's got the AEW, he's got the Ring of Honor. He's got the Ring of Honor catalog tapes as well, right? The whole Correct. thing. Correct. Yeah, everything. everything. Man's got cameras and everything, like hardware, everything. Well, obviously, a Ring of Honor show is going to come. A new, a yeah. new brand new Ring of Honor show is going to start soon. Mm. If Tony Khan was to announce that he's buying the whole back catalogue and everything of TNA, Impact Wrestling, and then he says, I'm building my own independent wrestling streaming service, and then he's got the deal with New Japan as well. 
Yes. So I'll be yeah. with them. So he'll be able to, obviously, I know that Dynamite and Rampage is now going to be on New Japan World. New Japan World, correct, yeah. But if he was able to do a cross thing where he has his own Tony Khan streaming services of wrestling, has the AEW, has the Ring of Honor, has the Impact TNA, and then has that thing where he can have episodes of New Japan or classic New Japan matches on this thing. Uh-huh. Would you buy it? Depends on the price. Depends on the price. Like I, I'm, I wouldn't be against it. I've been waiting. I know people say that you know you fight TV, you can get dynamite and this, that, and the other. Yeah. But you know everything that's happened, more or less, is recent. Like I don't, I don't go on the WWE Network to watch what happened on a pay per view last month. Right. I'm, I'm watching stuff from you know ten years ago and plus. You see what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I personally, for me, I'm still waiting for them to build up that catalog obviously having these other promotion stuff that you mentioned ring of honor catalog hell yeah i'll, I'll probably be there just for that alone um yes. but I think it's, it's, it's always based on price isn't it it's, it's if he was charged the same price vince charges for that one it's like 9.99 yeah yeah no that's that's yeah, still i'm getting it yeah, yeah i'm getting it <laughs> it's calm yeah. yeah if it's more than that i don't know but yeah <laughs> is that 99 yeah yeah that's calm. all right cool yeah 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 i hope toby Khan does it I don't know if he will. I don't know what's going on. I'm I sure. think they're working on it. I've made a bold prediction. Well, we'll see. Next week on Dynamite, he said that he's making a huge announcement. And usually these huge announcements mean that Tony Khan is going to be on the show himself. So I'm thinking along with obviously his last huge announcement was Ring of Honor, that he's acquired it. I'm guessing that his ring, his announcement next week will be maybe some type of how the TV programming for Ring of Honor is going to work, or if they will be on HBO Max, which is apparently where these these shows are going to air. Some type, something around the Ring of Honor programming, I think, is we're going to hear very soon. That's what I think is going to hear next week. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's talk about Raw after Mania. Uh, mm. So after the aftermath of one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, we kick off with Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Come man. Come the ring. Makes an emotional speech, beautiful speech, about his legacy, about his dad's legacy, about as a young kid not realizing that his dad was a champion. Like, well, his dad wasn't the official champion, but he's like, he saw the photo of his dad in Madison Square Garden holding the belt. I believe yeah. that was a match against superstar Billy Graham. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Anyone, if I'm wrong, correct me on the socials or correct me in the comments. But I think that match was a, uh, if I, if this is off the top of my head, I'm thinking. Uh, it was a match with Silver Star Billy Graham and he like defeated him, but obviously it was due to count out or whatever. Mm. The belt and he raised it up. He didn't actually win the belt. But I could be wrong. It might not be Silver Billy Graham. But anyway, he talks about that iconic moment and and talks about how he wanted to come back, well, wanted to wrestle so he could one day become the world champion and give that belt to his dad. But unfortunately, his father passed, so that means that dream died. And then, he, which kind of made sense of why Cody left and went on to do his thing. But then he's like, wait, does it have to die? Does he have to be here for me still not to live that dream and win it for him? Because he can, really and truly, he can. And I think he's come to that realization that he can still do that. It was a beautiful speech. It was very emotional. What did you think of this before Seth Rollins came down with his beautiful pink zoop suit looking Chris? But what did you think of this moment? Promo? Um, yeah, man, it, it's, it's, it's just the trademark Cody promo. A lot of jokes online about, you know, um, I can't wait till Cody does his first WWE promo and cries. He gave it to us on the first night. <laughs> like, it's what he's been doing in AEW. Um, he literally, you know, 
copy and paste over into WWE. But it was emotional and it's it's very good motivation to, you know, as to why you came back to the company. Um yeah. I thought there was a lot of good lines in in the promo. Um I'm trying to remember one of my favorites early on in the promo was um that a lot of people thought it would be a hard decision to come back to WWE. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> like um which kind of puts a lot to bed and leaves a lot untold at the same time. Um, but he justified that by saying, yeah, you know, the whole story about his dad wanting to win this, this, this thing, this, this title that his dad never actually won. Um, and you kind of do it for the legacy and all of that. So, um, yeah, he, he's, he's grown leaps and bounds from that man that, you know, was in WWE once upon a time. I have to say, I was never really a big fan of Cody in WWE until he actually became Stardust. Because I thought if this guy is making something of this character, he's got to be good. He's got to be decent. Because I think so Stardust is actually... Of, you were never a fan of Cody with the smoke and mirrors and the masks and all that stuff. I love that. Shit, he he was good. I, I like I recognized him as good, like, but he never really caught my eye as a performer. I just thought, you know, middle of the road kind of guy. You see what I mean? Um, what but Stardust... His, do you remember his his uh his program with Dusty and Dustin with the Shield? That match. Yeah, was yeah, yeah, against the Shield. Yeah, that that, that match was cold. Yeah. That match was cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just I just feel but like Stardust. You 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 knew that he made something special out of yeah out of not like yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not gonna say Stardust was my favorite character ever. It wasn't. No, but it wasn't. I just yeah. I just recognized he was good more yeah. than what I thought he was because he he made something of this kind of poor character or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I followed him on the indies and it was just phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I'm a, at this point, I'm a big Cody fan. I want him to do well. I, how he's going to win the WWE Championship, I don't know because he ain't beating Roman Reigns for it. I'm sorry. Not, not uh, in a while, no. I mean, he could be the one to finally, I mean... Roman has to vacate or drop that WWE title before Cody can even dream about it. Some people have discussed Cody winning the money in the bank in the next few months, which could be an accelerated way to get there. Um, I wouldn't mind that, but I, I don't think, I don't if I'm know. honest with you, I don't think anyone should beat Reigns for the next year. No, I, I agree, <laughs> I 100% agree. I, I think they're, they're doing a great thing with Reigns, it's so difficult to. Like obviously back in the seventies, they could have done this no problem because you had the allure of being real. You get yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's real. So, so this guy's gonna dominate for eight years or whatever Wherever. because yeah, it, yeah. it's real because no one can beat. But now that everybody knows it's stage, people get bored of like champions being champions for a very long time. But yeah. I feel with Reigns, nobody's bored yet. And he's been a champion for a year and a bit already, right? More than a year, right? Maybe a year. Yeah, he's five five hundred something days, nearly six hundred yeah. days at this point. Oh yeah, more, over a year. He's been a champion already. No one's mm. bored of it yet. If anything, it's getting more interesting. If anything, it's getting more exciting. I don't think anyone should beat Reigns yet. It's difficult. It's a hard one. I do feel like Cody should have a title shot and then lose, and then have another title shot, then lose, and then have that victory. Like you know, like they did with Daniel Bryan, kind yeah. of like that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like, like I think we said in on last last week's show, um, they've got this Madison Square Garden show coming up before SummerSlam. They need to tease Cody winning, you know, even if it's by count out, beating Reigns or just winning the title. But it, you know, it's not actually changing hands. He's won the match, but or, he hasn't actually won the title. Or he does win one of the titles. Doesn't have to win both. He can't. He can't beat. <laughs> Hey, how it does he beat Reigns? No, like, it depends on how they book it. 
someone interferes, somebody comes back from, from who left WWE. I mean, I'm not saying Ambrose. I don't mm. think he's going to come back, but do you know what I mean? It depends on how they book it. It could be somebody that Reigns had a feud with back at Nakamura getting attacked by the Usos on SmackDown. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Nakamura getting attacked by the Reigns family and going away for a while and him being the catalyst of why Cody wins the title. Like, do you understand what I mean? There's so many ways they can do things that Roman Reigns has done so many wrongs for different people that a revenge story can like seed in without you guys even realise it. They can move a wrestler out of the way. You don't even think about him. And he comes yeah. in and like, oh, why did he, why did he get involved? Oh, yeah. or, oh, even, yeah, or even the Usos. Even the yeah. Usos. Jay Uso, yeah, yeah, even definitely. The Usos, the one that turned on Reigns and make it, it was like a plan all along. Yeah, all right, we'll go with you, uh, we'll go with you, cousin. We don't forget what you did. Or they go along with the with Roman Reigns, and then Roman Reigns' ego gets him more inflated, and he starts bullying them again, all over again. Maybe because they, um, maybe the Usos don't win the tag titles, and that's a road for Reigns to be like, "Look, look what I've done for you! How are you not winning the, the, the Raw Tag Team titles?" And bullying them again, and then they're like, "Hold on, wait a minute! You listened to us before. We backed you. But forget this." And they're the reasons why I called you. Do you know what I mean? There's so many ways they can do it. So in, ter- in terms of your the idea that you're 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 here projecting, I think it's a good it's a good idea. However, okay, I'll say this: the best person for this role to be the one to cause a distraction should be The Rock, because they still want to get to The Rock versus Reigns. The yeah. Rock has to cost this guy, and yeah. then come with the whole family spiel. Like, okay, even you can relate it back to Cody's a real family man. Look, he wants to do his family. You call yourself head of the table, blah blah blah. But look what you're how look how you're acting when these times I'm the head of the table. Yeah. Um. So that could be one way to do it. But at the same time, I don't think like all everything they're doing for Roman right now. The guy that beats Roman should surely have to beat him clean, and they are going to make a bona fide star of whoever beats Roman. And one, I don't I think that I agree. all that all that shine needs to necessarily go to Cody. Cody needs the big no, win. He's already a star, isn't he? Exactly. He's so it's like Cody needs to win that WWE Championship. And I still have haven't worked out how. Because I don't think it's going to be via Roman. You're right. It doesn't have to be against Roman Reigns. Yeah. If you win yeah. it. And this, this, as long as you book him smartly and don't book him where he loses the title and then gets buried. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. potentially being buried, because you would think after having the, the main event of night one, having won a, a great match with a legend of Stone Cold Steve Austin, having this great match, you wouldn't think Memento would be in Kevin Owens' side. But then he has, this, he, he has this segment when he comes down, he cuts a promo about Austin. It was quite funny saying he was injured and whatnot. And da, 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 da. But then a lie, oh, not a lie, it's Ezekiel comes out. And I have to admit, I saw this live in the stadium. I didn't even recognise that was a lie. I didn't even recognise it. I thought okay. it was a new NXT 2.0 brother. And then, <laughs> then I realized it was um, Elias. Mm. Ezekiel, what do you think? I mean, they look like they're playing off the fact that they usually just change people's characters and names just like that and expect yeah. us not to realize. So yes. it's, it's a bit of fun in that way. But in terms of, like you said, Kevin Owens positioning, I did expect a lot better after him, um, you know basically going toe-to-toe with Austin in the main event of WrestleMania. The only thing I can say to kind of counter that and, you know, slow down or horses is that Roman has both titles. It's like, what is he going to, where is he going? You see what I mean? Like, it looks like Austin Theory is literally set next week or so to become US champion, beat Finn for that title. There is no other title on Raw. Like, so... This is what he is kind of left to do, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, 
but Kevin Owens is kind of like a fun-loving guy. Um, I'm sure he just he he makes the most of everything he's given anyway. So it's it's, it's not where we want to see him, but yeah. Um, just a side note: Kevin Owens and Cody Rhodes had a dark match after Raw. They wrestled. There was a segment where Cody Rhodes ran into the audience, picked up a child, during uh, <laughs> the match, uh, and um, he must have. Through Kevin Owens to the barricade, and you see the Rock's mum there. The Rock's mum, yeah, holding yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, holding Kevin Owens, and he gives the Rock's mum a hug. So, yeah, it would be pretty cool to see the Rock, like you said, that little thing, Cody mm-hmm. and the Rock. Um, Zelina Vega and Carmella broke up on Raw, leaving us next to no women's tag teams in the women's tag team division. But I thought they had chemistry together. I don't know what they're doing. Carmella made up with Corey Graves. I'm guessing they're going to incorporate the Corey Graves, Carmella, real life marriage and stuff like that into the storyline. Congratulations to Corey Graves and Carmella on their wedding. I did have a chat with Corey Graves that will be coming on the podcast uh, in a few weeks. Um, What else was next? Uh, Oh, The Miz defeated uh, Dominic Mysterio and then Veer made his debut by squashing both Mysterios. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he He looks all right. I think Veer, Veer, he looks the part. And I always say this, like, back in, back in, I and you got to correct me if I'm wrong, because at this point, it sounds like I might, I might just be making this up. But I always felt like, as a child, watching Raw, yeah, they used to debut people in the main event. It didn't really matter who you were. Like, they used to debut in a main event angle. And then if you were, you know, you weren't that good or the crowd didn't take to you, then you start moving down the card. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if they want to make something of Veer, you can't just give him this kind of fodder, one. Two, I saw um, A-Dazzle from Black Wrestling Alliance. He he said, why is everyone basically a foreign heel? Like, why oh, couldn't Veer? If you see Veer on Instagram and stuff, like, this guy has all the drip. He oh, has man. all the patterns. Like, why couldn't he come in as, like, a, a rich Indian tycoon? I know. You see what I mean? Rather than just Wait, what we've seen always, Warren Hill. Like, come on. And they always do this, man. Yeah. I like, like That's why I, Ali was like, they tried to turn Ali to some sort of weird heel and he was like, if you push back against it, because I don't have to, you don't have to like talk about my ethnicity as the reason mm. why I'm here. You get what I mean? Mm. Like, did you know that Veer Mahan used to be a baseball player? No, I didn't. He used to be a major league baseball player, bro. Oh, that's like top level, isn't it? Top level for the Pittsburgh Pirates, bro. And you know what's crazy? I I don't know if it was James Delo or was it Ace. I believe it was James Delo. Told me there's like a documentary about him. Like about before, Veer? Yeah, bro. He's like, oh, apparently he's quite, he's quite a well-known star before he joined the WWE. And if you, look, if you look at his pictures when he was in baseball, he looks totally different, bro. Like, he, obviously, he grew out the hair. He's yeah, gone out yeah, of yeah. there. He's gotten wrenched. But in baseball days, he was like short hair, bit slim. Yeah, I I don't know if it's someone else in NXT. Okay, so there's a guy in NXT called Sanger right now. He's running around with Grayson Waller um, as a security guard. I don't know if it's him or there's another person, but there's one of these um, guys that they would have recruited from when they done their Indian trials, 2019, I think he may have been. Um, One of these guys is like a big Bollywood star. Like right. a big Bollywood star, and he's right. here in the PC training to become a wrestler. It's crazy, um, right? And Absolutely crazy. For, and um, obviously, last night, which was a content point of contention for a lot of fans, 
Um, yeah. AEW debuted um, a former NBA player of Indian descent, um, Sat- Satnam Singh, um, yes. in the main event angle. It wasn't the greatest, didn't go down too well. Um, but it looks like these companies are just really seeing that the Indian market is massive when it comes to wrestling. And they're trying to kind of get their representative. Each company wants their representative. Um, so, you know, the, the Indian fans have someone that they can cling on to. Sort of. Well, big up India, man. Big, big up the Indian growing fan base of wrestling and big up mm. to a new generation of Indian wrestlers. You are welcome. And we can't wait to see what you guys do. Trust. Um, um, Fairy, not Austin Fairy, uh, pinned Finn Balor last week, uh, oh, to get a title shot. Uh, well, not to get a title shot, it was a tag match with the Usos and uh, Austin Fairy versus Finn Balor. And, um, who's Finn Balor's tag team again? Uh, RK Bro, right? RK Bro, yeah, yeah, RK Bro. So, uh, we'll talk about Fairy in a minute because we're going to talk about this week's Raw. I'm just going to skim through what happened last week. Um, Oh, oh yeah, and then I guess I guess the last thing to talk about from last week really is the um, the reigns the the new the bloodline promo. It was cool, Bro, brother. It was a whole lot of nothing, nothing. Like the, okay, reigns reigns comes out and oh, you know what's you're thinking? What's next? You know who's gonna interrupt him? Who's gonna be the first challenger? You're all gonna have to watch SmackDown. <laughs> so yeah. we all watch SmackDown on Friday, and then. Reigns' next big move is to say he wants all the gold. He sends the Usos back to Raw this Monday to go and get the Tag Team Championships. The Usos back on Raw didn't get the Tag Team Championships per se, but it looks like they've got a match with RK-Bro for for these at WrestleMania Backlash. They're literally just sending us to go and watch each show just to up the viewership. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. So the Usos showed up. They wrestled this week. They wrestled Street Profits, didn't they? Yeah, great match. And then, so now they probably have, yeah, great match. And they probably have a title shot with RK Bro coming up. Yeah, um, yeah. I forgot to mention Edge and Priest, new yes. faction confirmed between the two of them. They did a great finisher, like a total elimination on mm. AJ Styles. So AJ Styles be fighting with Damian Priest back and forth. We might as well talk about, we might as well go through back and forth with Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Week, yeah. Um, I know that Sasha Banks and Naomi both had a match with Liv Morgan separately. I know they, both, they had a tag match rematch first last week on Raw, and Sasha and Naomi won. And it looked like Liv and Rhea Ripley having issues, so Rhea Ripley walked away. One thing you probably didn't see uh, what happened during that match last week was during the match, um, all you heard was "Are you ready?" The DX theme. And everyone was like, huh, what? Everybody got up, like, like, and then and then, then the music went away. And like, yeah. and I looked at the ring, you could see that like, Rhea Ripley looked confused, Liv Morgan looked confused, Sasha and Naomi didn't know what was going on. But then what it was, it was an advert for um, because you know how in NBA games they do the whole NBA kiss cam thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a DX kiss cam during intermissions in oh, live okay. shows. What happened is when they were testing that like, the song, they played it out loud during the match. But they must have cut that out. Yeah, yeah, they didn't play it on TV. I thought, what? There's going to be like a women's DX? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> a women's um, DX. <laughs> um, so, and so Liv Morgan faced up with Sasha Banks on SmackDown, beat Sasha Banks, but then trying to match with Naomi this week on Raw and lost to Naomi. So, 
Yeah. Interesting. interesting. We'll Very interesting happens. booking. Like you live Morgan beating Sasha Banks, but not Naomi. I like that though. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's interesting, but it's kind of like why and where are we going? Where are we going? Yeah, where are we going? And who's going to be Liv Morgan's tag team partner? Yeah, because Rhea Ripley's destined to leave her. Yeah. Oh, last week Ron Breaker defeated Dolph Ziggler to retain the NXT tag team title. I mean, the NXT World Heavyweight title. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Ron Breaker's won it back, and now he's got a program of who now? Some guy from NXT 2.0 looks like some sort of mystic. Joe Joe Gacy. So back on NXT the um, the following day, um, he had a match with Gunter. Um, yes. Gunter. He beat Gunter. Gunter looks like he's now moved to the main roster with his um, who used to be um, Marcel Bartel Lud- Ludwig. I can't remember the surname. Oh yeah, he debuted on SmackDown. Let's talk about they, that as well. They debuted yeah. on SmackDown. Um, so, but Joe Gacy after the match um, revealed that he kidnapped Rick Steiner, um, and this basically played out to be a whole lot of nothing because by Tuesday this week on NXT, Rick Steiner was free, he was safe, he was back home, but Joe Gacy had stole his um, Hall of Fame ring, um, oh, okay. burnt, burnt it, and then put it on while it was still obviously hot metal. So Joe Gacy is a bit of a nutcase. But um, why, like, I, I feel, one, we've seen kidnapping angles in wrestling before, but I feel maybe in 2022, it, it's a bit more sensitive to do something like that. And then, two, if it's not going to come to anything, why did you kidnap the man in the first? You could never have kidnapped him just for his Hall of Fame ring. Yeah. You could have just jacked him for that. Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, yeah. That's where they're going. So, Bron Breaker and Joe Gacy will have an angle going forward for the NXT World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like you said, Gunter is now on the the main roster. One of a few names, in my opinion, that could beat Roman Reigns if built up correctly. Um, that debut so, was great, man. Looking mm-hmm. great. He's in great shape. I feel like this is going to be weird to say, and I agree with me and Ace are saying this on the, in the group chat. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the name change suits the weight loss. I don't mind the, the name. I, like yeah. now, at the time, I was screwing. I, I went yeah. mad. Yeah, but, but I think Gunther's a decent name. And, then and I don't think it's too far from Volta anyway. It's not. So and it's Lud- Ludwig for um, Marcel, I think, yeah, it sounds a bit more sinister. I don't know why. Is that racist? Mm. Maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> but I think like I think they did the right decision of pulling them two together, leaving Fabian Eichner behind. Fabian Eichner, I don't think he would fit that mold and don't get me wrong I, I did love Imperial but if they're not going with the Imperial storyline Imperium sorry Imperial sorry Imperium storyline then there's no point you know what I mean yeah um, I wish they kept the theme but I guess if they kept the theme that would have been too catchy they need to have a theme yeah. that no one to sing along to so yeah I, I personally think they've got plans for Eichner I think they rate him in terms of obviously Gunter's the main attraction, but maybe in terms of Bartel and Eichner, I I think they personally rate Eichner over Bartel like they should. Eichner's very good. Um, nice. Obviously, when NXT done their whole thing with Evolve, that little merger, they sent a couple of talents over there. Like Street Profits became Evolve um, World Tag Team Champions. Eichner became the World Champion of Evolve. Um, he may have even beaten Austin Theory for it before Austin Theory signed for the company. So. I think they want to do something in a solo capacity with with Fabian Eichner. Um, 
rather than just put him in a tag team or one of three men in Imperium? Um, I was going to mention, oh, one thing I'm going to mention, just, uh, the MVP turn. I know we mentioned it last week on the kickout, mm. but um, I forgot to mention when MVP turned on Lashley, he gave him the big boot. Yeah. I forgot. I totally forgot he did that. So the Kane thing, he doesn't need anymore. He's all good. He's back to fitness. Um, well, I know we, we we did touch on it last week, but right decision, right? For almost, it's the right decision. Yeah. Sure. Was it the right decision in general? It depends if you're invested in almost more than Lashley, I guess. Um, but even Lashley's promo this past week on Raw, there was a couple of, you know, stumbling here and there as he was trying to spit out whatever he was saying. Um, I just feel like Lashley's, I, I was saying this earlier in the week, I feel he's just going to fall into this position now where, you know, you get the likes of Jinder Mahal having a match, Sheamus having a match, and Michael Cole shouting out, oh, so-and-so has just beaten a former world champion. Like, that's all Lashley's going to be now. He's the former world champion that can, can put over guys, really. Like, yeah. I don't think there's anything much more out there for him. So we kind of briefly talked about SmackDown last week as well. I mean, is there anything I'm forgetting that happened last... Oh, no. I mean, one thing I'm forgetting is that last week on Raw, Bianca Belair cut a promo after the match, how she felt, how she's, how she's willing to bring on any competitor, bring her away. She's the toughest, the bestest, the, you know, whatever. The yeah. Then she took off the shades and she revealed the closed eye from the match against Becky. Then yeah. this week, or was it not? Then on SmackDown, or was it on Raw? It was on Raw this yeah, week. On Raw. Then this week on Raw, uh, Sonya Deville said that she would announce Bianca's Bella's new opponent, Bianca says, bring it on. She's fine. I'm really good. I'm ready to go. My eyes cleared up. I'm all good. And then we saw this coming, right? Sandy Deville yes. attacked her. I said, your opponent's going to be me. But am I right in thinking, why did it, did Sandy Deville, did she have a match with Naomi during that feud? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So she did best Naomi. I couldn't remember what actually happened in that feud. That's a show. Uh, they it? had a very poor blow off to a feud that lasted far too long. Um, so yeah, I mean the running joke online is that you know why does Sonia Deville keep going after black women? Um, she was Naomi, then it yeah. was um, the referee. Was Sasha at one point as well. Sasha briefly, the yeah. the referee Arja Smith as well, um, and now um, Bianca Belair. So yeah, I'm sure it's just one of these things that WWE, you know, their ignorance they just don't even see it sort of thing. But it's just a bit of fun. I don't think it's anything serious. I think I think they'll yeah they'll have to they'll have to swerve it soon, but they'll probably swerve it by making a pick on the Indian woman. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you could be bad by it, you know. Another uh, ethnic group. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, a Latino woman or whatever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Latino women, um, what's her name? Debuted on SmackDown. Raquel Gonzalez yeah. is now Raquel Rodriguez. Okay. So another subtle name change, I guess that one, um, but a name change nonetheless. And did anybody else show up on SmackDown last week? Um, Gunther, Ludwig, um, Raquel Rodriguez. Don't think that was it. Then, of course, like you said, we had the main event segment where, um, again, was it? Was it? No, that was on Raw, wasn't it? When um, 
Paul Heyman was saying all the accolades of Roman Reigns, all the box office he's broken and, and he stuff. Was like, yeah, going into the rock kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, this is after on SmackDown where he kind of sent the Usos to go um, win the um, Raw Tag Team Championships. It looks like they want to unify those as well. That's when Shinsuke came out, like he was saying, and comes to you know avenge um, Boogs getting injured in the opening match on um, at WrestleMania. And <laughs> Roman Reigns with with all his, ah, oh, you know, I feel sorry. I got compassion. I'll give you some compassion from the island of re- uh, relevancy. Goes to give um, Shinsuke this hug. Shinsuke's even looking at him like, what is going on here? And then as he pulls away from the hug, Usos hit a double super kick um, on Nakamura. Yeah. Also, um, to talk about, let's talk about Raw quickly. Um, Obviously, there, Mahan had a match with Dominic Mysterio, defeating him with a camel clutch kind of maneuver. I know it's not called that, it's kind of slightly different from camel clutch. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles and Damian Priest ended in a no contest. With his fight. Did you see Did you see what happened there at the end? Well, there's like some blue light shining on somebody or something. Bro, like, so AJ got like thrown out the ring. Then Damian Priest just takes the knee in the middle of the ring. Like, it's, un- it's literally like Undertaker-esque. How you know the Undertaker will take the knee and then do that thing. Um, he took a knee. The whole these blue lights came on. They zoomed in on his face, like continuously zoomed in his face, and then just went to like a backstage segment. Okay, like that. That that was the no contest finish. It wasn't even he was AJ was counted out or nothing. Nothing it, like it that was some it. sort of like summons of some sort of light. If you want, yeah, that's the what I should have said. The faction should be called the light. That's what they should call the faction. Yeah, some maybe something <laughs> like that. Ezekiel induced, 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 introduced himself to Tommaso Ciampa. Kevin Owens came in to be like, we all know you're Elias. And then Ciampa <laughs> came in saying, no, that's, that's Ezekiel. That's his brother, which is quite funny. But Ciampa's now, I guess Ciampa's debuted on Raw now. That's, yeah. another that's another debut. Yeah, that's another debut. A lot of people are very happy that Ciampa's got to keep his, his name so far yeah. anyway. So far. Um, we'll, we'll what see. are they going to call it? Ciampa or Tommaso? What are they going to come? Which one? <laughs> I mean, someone made some racist joke and I saw something about like Thomas something pizza, something, something. I don't know. Oh, come on, guys. No, I mean, we'll see. Uh, Naomi, yeah, we talked about Naomi defeating Liv Morgan. MVP explained why Bobby Lashley, why he turned on Bobby Lashley, saying that he's the reason why Lashley was relevant again. He's the reason why Lashley was the main event. He's the reason why Lashley became world champ. And now Lashley wants to go and do things by himself. And that's the reason why he's joined with Omos. Okay. Yeah. Austin Ferry exactly. said that McMahon said that Austin Ferry doesn't suit him and it's just now Ferry. They missed a the story beat here, bro. Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin stunned both of these guys at WrestleMania. Right. What would it have just taken to just add a little story beat? To say, oh yeah, we hate that guy, Austin. Like, I don't want you to be called Austin. Remove that from your name. You're just theory now. You see what I mean? Just something simple like that. Like, yeah, they could have just yeah added on to it instead of saying, yeah, my boss said this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh yeah, Bianca Bella defeated Selena Vega, and then we talked about how she found out her opponent was Sonya Deville afterwards. RK Bro had a great match with Alpha Academy, defeated them. Uso showed up. Then Street Profits comes in and says, hey, you can't be cutting the line. We're next mm. in line for a title shot. Had a match. And then RK Bro kind of stirred up the pot where the Usos and uh, Street Profits should face off each other and whoever wins that will face RK Bro 
and uh, the Usos won. So it's going to be Usos versus RK Bro. Question: Do you think the Usos going to win both titles, or is this a, is this a way of like them failing to add on to the Reigns bullying back storyline, or is it just going to be a dominant bloodline going forward? I think it's going to be dominant. I think what they're doing is giving it to the Usos to unify. However, what would actually probably be more interesting is if they lost, RK Bro took everything, and then them two have to go back and answer to Roman as to why yeah. they lost their SmackDown. That yeah. would be more interesting, sure. but I don't think they're doing that. Um, and I forgot to mention Cody faced off against The Miz, and then after that, wasn't it announced that was Cody versus Seth part two? Yes, at WrestleMania Backlash. Backlash. That's going to be good. Yeah, that, that should be good. That'll probably be better than the first. The, I mean, don't get me wrong, the match of Mania was good, but I feel like Cody was a bit emotional, a bit rusty, a bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know. I, I mean, I don't feel this way, but a lot of fans are kind of saying, you know, they're giving us this match and still there's no, like, real story as to why. Like, why are you two going at it? Seth Rollins tried to justify it by, you know, obviously I had to face someone and I never knew who it was, so I couldn't prepare. So now I know it's you, I'm going to win and stuff, which is fair enough. But it's, it, yeah, it's just like they're just putting two kind of high profile guys together without any reason. Like the first time was okay because of the circumstances, but now it's like, why do you two want to keep going at it? So interesting stuff. We'll see where 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 the build will lead up to WrestleMania backlash. One one thing I'll mention, I'm um, just going back to NXT, Solo Sokoa, the younger brother of the Usos, right? I personally think this guy is mashing it up on NXT. He's been on the indies. Obviously, he's his, his brothers are who they are. His father is who he is. Um, his bloodline, his family is who they are. Um, all of a sudden, within the last two to three weeks, and obviously they renamed him completely away from the Usos and stuff, yeah? Last two, three weeks, there is a continual mention on NXT TV about the bloodline. So Lusikoa has said it once himself. The commentary team were drumming it in this past week as he had his match against Cameron Grimes for the North American Championship. Do you think they are preparing to bring this guy up and put him with the bloodline? I think so. I think it'll make sense. They're good, to be honest. They need the bloodline needs a mid card, mid carder. Yeah, I, and, and he's able. He can go. <laughs> like he's a good wrestler. Yeah, and, and yeah, it, it just seems to make sense because all of you, at first you weren't acknowledging who his brothers or who his family yeah. were, and literally you're 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 pushing it down our throats over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. So, yeah. I think it looks like it's the inevitable is going to happen. Yeah, I think it'd be a good idea if he if he does go up to the. Let's talk about AEW quickly. I want to have pick, pick your brain about your thoughts on AEW. Yeah. Um, how it's going. Um, and then we can quickly talk about Dynamite that took place yesterday. Um, AEW, they're doing great stuff, right? 100%. Um, very well, consistently booked show. Um, a couple big things that happened in the last week. Um, we had an interview with... Tony Khan and Barstool Sports, where he basically openly admitted, yeah, I kind of slept on Rampage, guys. I'm sorry, it's become the B show. But he's going to kind of reload it 
and since then, obviously, we had Moxley versus Utah last week. Moxley being, I guess, the draw to watch Rampage. Um, I didn't that, get to watch that match, but I'm hearing it's a classic. Fantastic match. Utah's excellent. He's yeah, earned he's his stripes. Good. And now he's running around, obviously, with Moxley, Danielson and William Regal. Um, Danielson was on Rampage as well. This week on Rampage, we're getting a world title match, a Texas death match, Adam Page defending against Adam Cole. Um I think there's another big match on there, but I can't quite remember. Um, so, yeah, Tony Khan saw that, you know, those numbers for Rampage are dipping. I'm not putting the big stars on it anymore. So he looks like he's loading it up again. So Friday's become must-see. Um, then in the tag division, obviously, not so much in AEW, but FT, FTR have been doing their thing. They Best tag are, team in the world, man. Fam, they're just putting on they, bangers. They've been like. the best for a while. I'm going to say, like, because I love the Young Bucks. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Young Bucks are extraordinary and they're outstanding. And obviously, during the New Japan stint, I don't think you can argue that they wasn't the best. I think they were the yeah. best. I'm yeah. going to say that definitely compared to, to the Revival and FTR. But Revival was still turning out classics in NXT. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's the reason why the FTR thing came up. Because mm. people knew, shit, you got the Young Bucks killing it. But then again, you can't ignore what the Revival's doing. So that's why the Revival was starting being chanted on the Indies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because... They knew how good Revival was. And then when Revival finally showed up on the Indies, they finally showed up in New Japan. Well, I don't, did they ever show up in New Japan? Not New Japan, no. No. When they showed up in AEW and, and um, you know, the, the likes of, you know, Ring of Honor and stuff. Oh, right. AAA, yeah. And then now, I just think they're in a whole new bag, bro. I think they're surpassing Young Bucks at the moment, man. Yeah. It, I, I was, I've been saying this. It's psychology, bro. It's, it's literally like, obviously, they've been running around with MJF in the pinnacle and stuff. And it's like literally in the last two, three weeks, they just thought, why are we doing this kind of gimmick WWE kind of wrestling when we just want to wrestle? Like, and they've just put all that stuff to the side. They've literally turned into baby faces. They won the Ring of Honor our titles in extraordinary fashion against the Briscoes. Um, they are Great still match, the AAA, Fantastic AAA match, to- yeah. Um, they're still the AAA champions, and it looks like they're probably next in line to face Jurassic Express for the AEW um, title. So, yes, I hope they man. win. They have to carry everything, everything, man. And I think right now they are probably like the only tag team that have won NXT gold, Raw gold, SmackDown gold, Ring of Honor, AAA, um, you know, AEW, they've won that already. This will be the second time. Um, It's only really New Japan that's missing from the the collection at this point in terms of major They need to go and get it. They need to go and get it. They are a legendary tag team, man. They're up there with the greats. So big up to FTR, big up to the Revival. Um, yeah. and, and anything else before we talk about AEW? I mean, before we talk about Dynamite, um, I would I would say nothing stand out, stand out like that. Everything else is just yeah, what's been going on on TV. Well, AEW Dynamite kicked off with Punk versus Penta. Mm. What did you think of this? This was a good match. The crowd was very, very hot. Um, I think New Orleans have been promised uh, a dynamite for some time. Obviously, the pandemic must have got in the way of that. So, um, yeah, they they put on a really good match. Punk sold a knee injury, which he sold to the nines. I thought this was real. I thought he was done out. But, um, yeah, it was a really good selling throughout the match and um, still managed to put Penta away. Um, one-legged on that with a go-to-sleep for GTS. So, um, yeah, yeah I really it, fun man. match. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Good to see mm. these two um, 
face up each other. I didn't, it's a match I didn't even think of. I didn't even think about them to face it up. When Punk showed up, I didn't even think about, oh, you're Punk. We might see Punk versus Penta. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's great that we get to see that. So, that's that's amazing. Mm. Um, Jurassic Express versus uh, Red Dragon. Yeah, again, um, um, a pretty pretty good match. Look at the teams involved. Um, again, all of these matches, they seem to be like a jungle boy showcase. Like, just let this young boy kind of just run the show and do everything, do all these mad spots. Um, I did think at one point that Red Dragon were actually going to win because they weren't getting a lot of offense in at all for the heels, which is usually the matches are usually heel dominated before the baby face makes their comeback and, you know, gets the win. So I thought they were just going to like pinch it, steal it right at the end. But um, it wasn't the case. Um, Jurassic Express retained. Uh, yeah, very good finish. Um, enjoyed the match thoroughly. Um, does Jurassic Express have any contenders that you think? So it's, it's looking, I mean, FTR came out straight after the match, still oh, yeah, on the yeah, entrance yeah, way. Yeah. Red Dragon was still kind of bickering with FTR. So between Red Dragon and FTR, that may, there may be like a number one contenders match before we get to um, the actual match at Double or Nothing, tag team championship match at Double or Nothing. Uh, MJF face up against Captain Sean, what's his name again? Captain Sean Dean. Sean Dean. They faced up before, didn't they? Yeah, Sean Dean beat him by disqualification, I think it was or something. Punk gave him the go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And then they faced it up again, and this time Wardlow interfered and MJ gets counted out. So that's that's quite funny booking. Um, yeah. What, what do you think about the Wardlow-MJF feud? I think it's heating up quite good. Very WWE-ish, isn't it? It is, it is. People are comparing it to the whole Batista, Triple H, you know, the guy that's kind of behind him and then you you become bigger than your master almost. Um, But this is being done very, very well. Wardlow is just, night by night, he's just becoming a bigger star through this. His stocks are rising. And it's just going to, you know, after this is all said and done, maybe after Double or Nothing, when he's a free man of his contract, I'm guessing Double or Nothing is going to be um, MJF versus Wardlow. If Wardlow wins, he's free of his contracts from MJF and he can get signed by AEW officially and then, you know, do whatever he needs to do. That's when we have to really start judging Wardlow. Right now, he's protected inside an excellent story. He has been for the past three years since he's came in. Um, but once he's out on his own, We'll see because we've we've all had this conversation about how do AEW how or their lack of ability to book big men. We've seen Brian Cage suffer and Lance Archer suffer and all these other guys. Um, so Wardlow's fate, I guess, is going to be really kind of sealed and under the microscope once he mm. is free from MJF. That's a good point. Um, all right, I know you just mentioned, you know. Wardlow winning and then probably getting a contract AEW that way. But does he do you think he should win? Or do you think they should make it MJF wins, but Tony Khan still gives Wardlow a contract? Uh, well, if MJF wins, he's still under MJF's contract. So how is he gonna get another oh, is contract? Is that what it is? That's yeah. regardless. Yeah. yeah, right now he's got a contract to be MJF's bodyguard, and that's it. So so yeah, they, they said he's already got too big for his boots because he's having matches on dynamite and stuff like that. So he needs to free himself. And because he is under contract, that's why he's been banned from the stadium um, by MGF. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, he's got he's got to free himself from MGF's contract first. Okay. And uh we had Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. What's the Jericho's faction called again? Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta love Jericho, man. Um, <laughs> the best. 
he's one of the greatest of all time, man. Um, what, do you, what do you think of this match? And are you kind of tired of everybody doing the Free Amigos? I am. Well, I think they're... Oh, you mean um, the Eddie Guerrero move? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely um, being overused and stuff. And it, it, like the way it's like all the, the Latin um, wrestlers use it, plus Sasha Banks. Um, I, I know they're paying homage, but, you know, yeah, there are some things that we just have to lay, let to rest or just leave it for a pay-per-view or something. Yeah. Like, or, let, or, let, or, let, or let the ones that was close to him do it. You know, yeah, ready, yeah, you know? exactly. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, this is them just kind of showcasing trios again. I think they're getting ready for this trios division that they've promised for so long. Um, the one thing though, I have to say, and let's see what your opinion is on this. A lot of people complained that, you know, Santana Ortiz, as good as they are, they've just been hidden away in inner circle Jericho's previous faction. And now they're free of Jericho's previous faction inner circle. They're now running around with Eddie Kingston again, almost like henchmen fighting Jericho still. Yeah, like, why, are these men ever going to get close to the tag team championship? Yeah, exactly, or what? exactly. They need to get out of that. Yeah, you're right. I agree. They probably it's need to lose. Man. They probably need to lose this feud and then keep it moving. Mm. And I uh, think someone said, I think I'm pretty sure someone said that their contracts end sometime this year. I would expect them to renew it. But at the same time, AEW haven't sh- ever shown they want to do anything with them. So maybe they just yeah. want to go alone. Yeah. Uh, Roderick Strong's wife, Marina Shafir, is now in AEW. She debuted. Uh, I don't know who she faced off against. I'm sorry, I forgot the person's name. Sky Blue. Sky Blue, okay. And kind of put some quick work on her. Uh, mm. Sends a message out for Jay Cargill because I think she's got the contendership for Jay's title. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good to make it... Because obviously she's got MA, MMA um, background. She's got experience in MMA and stuff. So it's kind of good to make it look like she's a threat. But she won't be. Yeah. She's going to roll over her. But it's good to have new women come in every time to defeat. I think they need to build it up until Ember Moon needs to be... I don't know if Ember should beat Jade, but be the closest one to beat Jade. I think they need to build up Chris Statlander to beat Jade. Because right. at least Chris Statlander is physically the same size as Jade, if not physically bigger. Yeah. Um, so at this point, that's all that's really going to be believable. But one thing I will say is AEW have just dropped the ball on women's wrestling, man. Like, they they don't really care. They It's like they pretend they care. They change belts and give someone a spotlight every now and again. But this match lasted two minutes and 22 seconds, right? Um and this was the only women's action on the show. There was yeah. two other like backstage women segments and stuff like that. But like, is is that enough? You've really kind of committed and told everyone you're only doing one women's match per show. And then this was it. And a lot of people have even come out and said this match wasn't even good. Yeah. Like yeah, two I minutes, really? Yeah, they, they've got a long way to go, man. Because WWE is killing it when it comes to women, man. They're killing it. So. Impact are killing it when it comes yeah. to women. And Impact's been doing that as well. Yeah. Impact's got, Impact's got a great reputation when it comes to women's wrestling. In, in fact, they changed the game back in the mm-hmm. 2000s. So. Um, okay. Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, and this is Ricky Starks' hometown, New Orleans, right? Yeah. He seemed very emotional. Coming out. Mad for him. Yeah, he's a star, man. 
And yeah. um, they had a great match. And uh, Powerhouse pick up the win when Taz interferes on Keith Lee. Um, Keith Lee. Is he still a star? I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I was saying that. I, said, I don't think he's a star, bro. I don't think he's a star. I don't want to disrespect it. my man because I know he's got potential. I know that he's good. I'm not saying he's not good. And you did make valid points. We had this debate before where you said that they, there was a time where they kind of really pushed Keith Lee. But I don't know, man. One thing I will say is he took like a year through whatever reason, maybe it was by, you know, guys in his way in terms of on the card or whatever. He took about a year to acclimatize to NXT. When he signed, he wasn't being used a lot anyway. And then a year passed and then he became it more or less in NXT. Um, this is, this is the problem. AEW have so many talented, what you would call, you said is 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 Keith Lee a star? The answer is no. He, he's he's not a star. Does he have star potential? Yes. They have so many of these upper mid card guys that are all like on the cusp of kind of moving up to at least the main event segment of the shows before they become a star. Keith Lee is one of these names, and if he if you don't treat him as a star, you brought him in just before this whole revolution pay-per-view face of the revolution tnt championship on the line you could have literally given keithley the tnt championship he'd be running around right now as champion and you've made a big deal out of him straight out the gate but no you've kind of you know we put him in a position where it's like okay we get to see him every now and again uh, mainly on rampage this is his second match i think on dynamite also um, which is meant to be the main show, the A show. Um, so that's already kind of telling where you see him. Um, I don't know. Uh, Tony Khan said the other day that you must be mad if you're running a wrestling company and you let you let go of Keith Lee and Swerve Scott, Swerve Strickland, which I, I hear it. But like, it doesn't mean just acquire them and then not do anything substantial with them either. It's a strange one. I know it's a hard position. You're in a hard position. You've got a new company that you've built for the past three years. You are generally doing great work. You're doing great things, but you've overstacked your roster already, man. And it's like, I know that you bought Ring of Honor, so you can definitely throw loads of talent in there. Mm. But it's like this, this thing they do where the stars that they've signed from WWE if you're not like already a bona fide, genuine main event star, you won't get treated like one if you're not already one. So think mm. about it. So the Jericho, already a bona fide main event star. So he has to get treated like one. Punk, definitely treated like one. Brian, Daniel Bryan, treated like one. Moxley, treated like one because they are genuine bona fide stars. Yeah. Then you've got guys who are on the cusp in WWE, but it didn't really get to that. that that status so you brought them in here when you think okay now that you can you've got them now you can bring them to that status mm. but now you're still a reluctancy to do it you've done that with Miro you mm. haven't done nothing with Miro really you did a great thing with the TNT title with Miro but you haven't made Miro main event in in Miro's uh, well in their defense for Miro I think Miro's been injured um, um, since he dropped okay, the TNT title Andrade what the hell are you doing with Andrade that okay, is so a big one. <laughs> what you do with Adam Cole? Like, I know Adam Cole has got the title shot against um, Hangman Adam Page. Page yeah. But it looks like Adam Cole's hired to make Adam Page look good. I don't think he's going to win that belt. Yeah. Um, what are you doing with, what, Keith Lee, for example? Malachi Black. Malachi Black. 
it's like you're just scared, buddy. Man. You're scared to do things with these guys because you don't want to make it out like, oh, we're getting all the WWE guys to be main eventers. And I understand that, but some of these guys need to be main eventers. That, <laughs> that's exactly it. Some of these guys are actually need to be like 100%. Andrade. I'm sorry. Thank you. And I'm glad that's the first thing you brought up. I'm so glad that's the first thing you brought up. Because you know, you know what? Andrade is the guy. Like, and he was treated so well in, in, in WWE that I don't even think he realized. Obviously, he, you can want more for your career. But the, the year that he was released, he was US champion for ages. Ages. And they were actually and I booking like it. They I feel they would have gotten back to him. I think they would have circled around. And they were booking it well. I think what, where he maybe got scared was because Paul Heyman was booking Raw at that time. And Paul Heyman loved him. Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black. They, he was pushing the hell out of these guys. Um, and then when Paul Heyman, they took that privilege off Paul Heyman, he maybe thought, okay, I know there's going to be nothing here for me now. And he skedaddled over to AEW. And when there's nothing for him there either. There has been less for him. <laughs> I mean, remember, this guy was US champion, like I say. In NXT, he was a world champion. Let's not forget that. Like, And, and a great world champion. Yeah. Great matches. <laughs> yeah. Like, matches. I, I, I really don't... I mean, he looks like recently he's coming back to a bit of prominence. At least he's getting regular TV time. Um, He's going to face Darby Allen next week in a coffin match. But is this what you... Is this what you left for? Really? It's, just, it's sad. But, you know, we'll see. I, I guess we have to put our faith in AEW that eventually they will do the right thing. And not everybody, I guess not everybody can just get straight to the main event slot and there will be a time yeah. for the world. So, yeah. we'll see. Um, Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor television title. Uh, Minoru Suzuki won it at the Ring of Honor's um, last pay-per-view and uh, he defends it against Samoa Joe and loses it to Samoa Joe. And because I guess Minoru Suzuki hasn't got a Ring of Honor contract, I guess, isn't so no, it probably just a one and done. Um, big up to Gigi. He was saying to me earlier that um, basically it's, he reckons it's pretty smart by Tony Khan. He wants to give Minoru Suzuki his first ever title win in the US. He did that by giving him the Ring of Honor um, TV title. And then you give us the, the dream match, which is Suzuki versus Joe. Um, and then obviously Joe wins because Joe's the one with the contract, so to speak. And Joe is a Ring of Honor um, original somewhat yeah. and he can you know bring some good attention over there and help build up with the new star that's going to build beat him for that title i guess um Gigi also said that he counted the amount of chops in this match to start off and he counted maybe error here or there but 106 chops um and you could tell on both men they were they were both red like tomorrow's yeah, it's true. Like, it was one thing i would say big up to elijah who's a friend of the show he's been on the show mm. many times he did mention in the group chat, he said he's, he's tired of Tony Khan assuming that anybody, everybody that watches AEW knows all the other companies or knows yes. wrestling like that. You've said and this he, before, yeah. You've got to stop introducing these people and these titles that like people understand it. Like, give at least, did they, they show, they must have showed the Ring of Honor because they've got the rights to, so they must have showed their highlights of what happened. They didn't. They, they, they didn't. They need to stop doing these things. He, WWE, they don't make the mistakes. He, WWE, when it comes to promo packages or vignettes or showing you history and telling a story, they make sure they tell you a story. I'm, I'm trying to think of what it was, like maybe a year or a year and a half into AEW. It was it was um, Kenta. Um, when Kenta brought on the um, 
NJPW um, United States Championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when everyone had this conversation. They're like, oh, yeah, Kenta. Obviously, you know, we watch everything we know. But to people that just tune into Dynamite, who the heck is Kenta? Exactly. One, what yeah. is that red belt he's carrying? Exactly. Two, and why is he doing CM Punk's move, even though it's his move? But why is he doing yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like there's that. Um, why does Moxley have beef with him? You have just assumed here that everyone that's watching this this product watches New Japan. I think it's lazy, to be honest. It is. So the the I mean, when the, the week of the match, they rolled out a little kind of um, what you call it um, theme. Um, what you call it vignette of of kind of putting together, you know, who Kenta is and and what he's doing here and all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah you're confusing people that aren't following all this stuff um, as to what's going on in the show and what's important and what's not. Like, um, We're going to see more of this crossover because obviously Ring of Honor is acquired by AEW now. AEW have a show, Battle of the Belts, on Saturday, Saturday Night Special on TNT. Jonathan Gresham's defending the Ring of Honor world title against Dalton Castle. Has Jonathan, Jonathan Gresham's never appeared on AEW TV? Dalton Castles never appeared on AEW TV. Nope. Um, so you like yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. If people just turn on, turn on, you know, the Saturday night TV on TNT, they watch AEW. They're gonna think, who are these they two just, guys and what title they, they fight over? They just need to stop doing this whole thing with putting Ring of Honor in AEW. Just make a damn Ring of Honor TV show. Let's do it. Yeah, they, they hopefully I, I can't wait. I, that's what you know, I really want. Easy out of to this. be like, oh, I just bought a new company. Let's get a TV deal. I know it's not that easy. But within the results that you get weekly with your AEW stuff, I'm sure you would, it's not easy for you to get a TV show now. For they'll, they'll get a streaming service or something, some type of platform that will kind of stream it out. Would, would I think will be enough at this stage? Yeah. But like you're saying, oh, like okay, AEW to... Dark and put Ring of Honor there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Let's do that. Yeah, they 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 do need to kind of tell these stories of in between and stuff like. They could have put Jonathan Gresham in a backstage segment today. Sorry, last night to basically say, right, I'm Jonathan Gresham. I'm the Ring of Honor champion. I'm going to defend this at AEW Battle of the Belts on Saturday. But no. So earlier on the pod, you mentioned about the controversial ending with Samoa Joe, Sanjay Dutt, mm. and Tim Lethal. Sanjay Dutt has is it, he's uh, the manager of that new. What's that wrestler's name again that you mentioned? <laughs> Sat San, Santam Singh. Um, Satnam, sorry, Satnam Satnam Singh. Singh. Yeah, yeah. And so he, um, Satnam Singh is now, uh, what's the all elite? Yeah, he's all elite. Sanjay Dot is his manager, so he's going to be in a faction with Sanjay Dot, Jay Lethal. Yeah, so he's going to be like Jay Lethal's right hand man. I mean, I'm not totally mad at it, it was booked quite poorly. It did seem very much like a WWE style booking. He does seem like a new millennial version of Great Carly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it, but Jay Lethal was a great talker, great in wing work. If you have that man helping you win matches and being a dirty heel with Sanjay Dot, that could probably let Jay, um, uh, Jay Lethal go on to big things within AEW, the company itself. It looks like he's still got this role where he's helping out Ring of Honor, still mm-hmm. uh, Ring of Honor through and through, and he's one of the Ring of Honor goats. So. I don't know. But we'll see. Okay. Interesting stuff. Um, and I guess we'll see what happens next. When is WrestleMania Backlash? I don't know the exact date, but um, it's probably in May. Okay. May. 
right, Matt, anything else we need to bring up before we sign off? Not really. Like I said, Battle of the Belts this weekend. Um, after Rampage, or Rampage, then Battle of the Belts on Saturday. Um, nothing per se. That's been about it in the last two weeks. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll, we'll be back with more uh, interviews and more content coming following weeks. Probably we'll get the whole gang back together, Tay, Ace. And I'm going to try to see if I can even get Blue to come back in. I don't know. <laughs> Big old you surely, surely missed. But uh, Max, thank you for your time as always. Thank you for being your dedication and thank you for today. Uh, no we'll problem, continue bro. with some more content weekly and uh, I guess we'll try and do some more special content, me and you. I think you and I will sit down, put our minds together, the LA powers, <laughs> and, uh, do some, and we'll do some visual content together as well, some original shit. 100%. Why not? All right, love, Max. Talk to you soon. And that's the kick out. We're signing out. <laughs>